0: Hey guys, welcome to the EC Chapel TV podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing a message on how can we relate to our weaknesses, and more specifically, how does Jesus relate to our weaknesses? I think it's a really important topic, and I hope you enjoy the listen. I would also like to thank Pastor Judah Smith, who inspired some of this talk today. Hey guys, Pastor Jamie here. Welcome to the last chapel of Term 3. What a huge term it has been. I'm really excited to share this message with you today. Today, I want to talk to you about failure. I know you're probably thinking, thanks, Jamie, what a great topic to pick just before we go into end of year exams. But I think this message is important and I want to ask specifically, how does Jesus respond to our failure? And I hope that this message uh, can take away your fear of failure. It can give you hope and confidence for the future um, as you can learn to trust in our God and our gracious Lord Jesus Christ. So just before we begin, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity to share a message with our students. I pray that it may help them Lord, that it may center them on you in all the things that they do in your name, amen. Did you ever get that look from your mum or your dad? That look when you've messed up or you've done something wrong that just says everything without them having to say a word? I don't know about you, but I grew up spending a lot of my weekends following my dad was a pastor, so we'd go to different churches. And often would be in situations where we'd be spending heaps of time with people that I really didn't know. And as a nine or a 10 year old, I remember I'd say something inappropriate or I'd do something that was a bit like impatient and like I'd just be like, come on dad, like, let's go home. And I'd get this look and it'd be given across the room and I knew exactly what it meant. And so right now, I just wanna ask you, What's your best like face of scorn? What is that look that just says everything um, to your friends? It's funny because like we don't even have to know this, but we, we can give pretty crazy looks if we need. So my question for us today is, how does Jesus look at us when we fail? How does he see us when we miss the mark, when we miss the goalpost? In the Bible, sin is often described as missing the mark. It's missing what we're meant to be aiming for. And this can happen in so many areas of our life. Have a look around the world today and you'll see so many people missing the mark. You'll see racism, you'll see injustice, you'll see greed, you'll see people faking paychecks in the government. There's a lot of bad stuff. This stuff is called sin and it breaks and destroys the fabric of our society. And the scary thing is that sometimes it happens in our own lives as well. And we miss the mark, we miss the goalpost of what we're meant to be aiming for. And so my question for you today is, how does Jesus look at us when we're missing the mark? Have you ever noticed what happens when a professional sports person loses a match or misses a goal? Do you see what they do with their hands and their face? Often they look away. When we make a mistake, it's the same response. We we hide our face, we can't look, we can't deal. We feel so much torment and shame and we just want to get away from it. I want to have a look at the story in Luke in chapter 22, verses 57 to 61. And here we find the disciple Peter. Now, Peter is a man who has walked and lived with Jesus. And just the night before this story happens, um, they're having a meal together and Jesus tells Peter. Uh, he predicts the future he says you're gonna you're gonna actually disown me you wouldn't believe this but you're gonna disown me three times before the rooster crows and Peter he's so close with Jesus and he's like I would never do that I'm following you to the grave the next day we read in the Bible the tension heats up it's a bit more critical now to be following Jesus and and some people see Peter walking through the town and they're like hey Aren't you, aren't you a follower of Christ? Um, don't you know that guy who's getting, he's getting persecuted? and all of a sudden like the heat steps up and it 's not popular to be following Jesus at all and Peter switches he, he takes for granted everything that he knows and trusts and loves about Jesus and he throws it throws caution to the wind and just says no I, I don't know that man. who is he? And in the final interaction, the third person asks him you know this man. And he he gets so angry that he swears. He's like, no, don't know him. At that moment, the rooster crowed three times. Peter wept bitterly. Jesus was in that interaction when the rooster crowed and he looked and he saw Jesus looking at him. And Peter just wept. Guys, the truth is that we are not immune to failure in this life. We are not immune to making mistakes and hurting those that we love the most, of betraying those that we love. Jesus loves to look out for us. He loves to protect us, to help us through our weakness. And one thing that's guaranteed in this life is that we will have failure. We will stuff up, we'll make mistakes. <laughs> It's a, it's a part of life. And if you look through your family history, if you look through your country's history, if you look through the world history, you'll see that it's a pretty consistent pattern, that we aren't great at sticking to our promises, that we do what we say we'd never do, and that we don't do what we say we should do. We're pretty funny people. We're pretty fickle at times and this is the beautiful truth of the gospel of jesus christ is that he came to save people like you and me and peter people that get taken down the wrong path that miss the mark the bible is made for people like you and me so the question is how does jesus look when we're in the midst of our failure we're in the midst of betrayal the bible doesn't really describe what happened after that interaction but all we know is that Jesus was looking at Peter he didn't look away he didn't advert his glance he didn't look down, he didn't walk away he looked at Peter and I don't know about you but I'd have a guess that it was a face of compassion it was a face of truth, of acceptance of grace a face that says I will be with you through this, I'm not going to leave you And so we have so many beautiful promises in the Bible of God being a covenant promise-making God, a God who sticks to what he says and will not leave or break or shatter that covenant, whatever we do. And so as people, as Christians, we look back to the cross and we see that point in history marked clear for our journey forward in life that we have always access to the grace of Jesus Christ and we can live through our mistakes and our failures in confidence of his forgiveness and grace. In Psalm 119, David says, it was good that I had these failures that I may learn your decrees, that I may learn who you are and learn like how you operate. And so you might have a failure in your life. You might make mistakes, but these are actually opportunities to learn more about who God is and you might have more opportunity to hit the goalpost, to hit the mark, to center your life on something that is good, something that is true. Have you ever been in a situation where something's failed, something's gone wrong, and people are trying to jump in to help fix it? I had this very funny experience of being on a four-wheel drive trip, and I had no idea about the four-wheel drive culture uh, that exists, and so like, if you're out there in the bush, and your four-wheel drive um, comes into like, I don't know, you get stuck somewhere in the deep sand, Uh, there's this real culture out there of people get a little bit too excited to help you. So I don't know if there's any four-wheel drive owners out there, but uh, I know that this is a thing. (laughs) And you get out your winches, you get out your anything. I don't even know what the terms are, but you get them out to help your fellow four-wheel drive person and this is a wonderful thing but i think the temptation is there like when we see our friends when we see our mates going through stuff we can we can temp- be tempted to think like i would never go through that <laughs> i wouldn't get stuck there we rush into fix we rush into help and we just think that would like oh like that would never happen to us um, but the truth is as Judith smith says we often overestimate ourselves we overestimate our integrity We overestimate our our loyalty. We overestimate these things about ourselves that we just kind of take for granted and think they'll never change. But when the heat steps up, when life gets a bit trickier, how well do we actually go? Have we been like Peter and we've said, Lord, I will never leave you. I will go to the grave with you. I will not betray you nor forsake you. And then the next day we go and do the opposite thing. Maybe we've gone and we've cursed our mum and dad. We've like gone and hung out with that friend who we know is like taking us out down the wrong path. Like we've we've just gone against our better judgment. Maybe it's doing something that you know is just not good. And you've sworn to yourself, "I'll never do that again," and you go and do it, and and you've betrayed yourself. You've betrayed your confidence. You've betrayed God. The Bible promises us that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. Just like Peter, he did the most unimaginable thing and Jesus still looked at him with compassion. Still looked at him. He didn't turn his face away. And so as you and I go through things in life and we think surely, surely Jesus has hidden his face from me. Surely he's not watching. Surely he's not there. But no, our promise is that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. Jesus never looks away from you in your sin, in the midst of it, in the middle of it. He never looks away. Christ's grace for us is sufficient, no matter who we are, no matter where we are, no matter what we've done. And so our past doesn't define us, our future does. And that is a glorious, wonderful thing. So when we read in the Bible about Peter disowning Jesus, We have this classic scene of two people broken apart by sin. And it's like The Parent Trap. If you've ever seen The Parent Trap, you really want them to get back together. And they do, because it's a movie and it's Hollywood. And it's just great. (laughs) But in this scene, Jesus wants to get back together with Peter. He's not phased. He's not thrown by the sin or the brokenness. Jesus is there, loyal as anyone or anything you'll ever find in this earth is the most loyal companion i don't want to leave with you this verse and this is by paul and he says in second 2 corinthians two nineteen, and he's praising god because god said to him my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore i will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that christ's power may rest on me failure is part of life we're very human we're very fickle we're not great at doing what we say would never do <laughs> but the beauty of that is that in christ we have power we have strength and as we confront our weaknesses and surrender them and can leave them at the cross which jesus paid the price for we don't have to look back We don't have to look back at our failures or our weaknesses we can only look forward to a confident and positive and hopeful future of living with our savior jesus christ who forgives all the stuff that we've messed up this is good news so go spread it share it with your friends tell people when people are down when they're out when they're like just stuck in guilt and shame remind them that jesus won't leave you he won't forsake you. He, he's always there for us. And this is really good.